This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs, like every episode of Watch Out for Fireballs, is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, especially Mitch, uh, Mitch Bennis, who is supporting this month, Mech Month. If you want to look into dictating a monthly theme for Watch Out for Fireballs or just uh, support your boys, again, head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Jumping Flash, which is a platformer developed by Exact and Ultra and published by Sony for the PlayStation in 1995. Exact and Ultra are real developer names. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like something you might make up. Yeah. Or like, you know, one of those uh, those stickers that come out, they're like, instead of Skittles, it's Shittles. Like, <laughs> you know, those, those machines where you put a quarter in the thing yeah. and it's like... It's not M&M's, it's M&M's, and M's, you know, like those, those kind of things. Right, like, right. Kind of, kind of fakey, like they sound fakey to me. Yeah, they, they, they do. It's definitely a real uh, uh, soda brand soda kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't the Ultra uh, that is Konami's Richard Bachman. Like it's not them like trying to get around publisher. That's uh, the Dr. Pepper of Ultras. And yes. this is the Dr. <laughs> exact of Ultras. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is an unrelated Ultra. Um, but yeah exact did other stuff mostly i think they did the ghost in the shell game for playstation and then the rest of this series mm. yeah 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 so it's a it's it's interesting like there's a the interesting weirdo little developer interesting weird little dead end uh, of a game um and uh interesting because it fits a theme this is mm-hmm. our first theme month that was dictated by a patreon backer yes. um this is this is mech month welcome to mech month uh, and this was chosen by our uh, patron, Mitch Benes, uh, who is also somebody we've – he's been on uh, Bonfire Side Chat. Uh, we met him. He's a really nice dude. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and dictated this month. And uh, so this is the first game we're doing. We're doing this, um, Titanfall 2 and Armored Core for Answer. Yes. Um, all of which I enjoyed, actually. Me too. So. Yeah. Like with, with like – I mean with with mild asterisks. Like there were – you know, the, like no – I think super unqualified as a, mm-hmm. as a win, but like all of which were really fun. Yeah. So this was a, this was a good, a good pick and a, a good little crop of games. Yeah. And it's also something we haven't messed around with. Right. Like mechs are big. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, physically uh, and conceptually. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, big, big part of the, uh, the pop culture. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And this is an oddball choice for it, which I like. Very much um, so. Um, so. Not just in terms of like what mech it is, but in terms of genre. Yes, it is, uh, because this is a super early 3D platformer game. 
the uh, the Guinness Book of World Records for video games uh, says this is the first, but that is not the case. Um, and we say this is super early. It came out during oh. the first year of PlayStation's life cycle. Are you, are you do you mean to tell me that the the publishers behind that gigantic neon hologram <laughs> like book that, that that looks like a trapper keeper like farted like are you trying to tell me they're not a trustworthy news source like can I not cite that in my school papers on yeah. that 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 corrupted InDesign file that pulled all yeah. the images from every from every <laughs> the uh, fandom wiki yeah. yeah. <laughs> the missing Noah of books. Yes, I, I will tell you, it's uh, definitely, definitely inaccurate on this count. The first, you know, probably let's say the first uh, um, console one, the first like major. Well, no, the other one was done by Infogrames. Like, so the, let's, let's do a little <laughs> bit of history here because Jumping Flash is super early. Uh, but mm-hmm. it is not the first 3D platformer that goes to Alpha Waves, a game I just found out about when doing research for this, published by Infogrames for, you know, all kinds of micro PCs in 1990. Uh, mm-hmm. You, you want to take a look at that YouTube video, Gary? Um, sure. Should I do it? Should I do it now? Yeah, do it now. And, and I'll, I'll, des- I'll describe what it is. Uh, so you control a triangle that is jumping on squares. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, hey, it's that, 3D. That bad boy. Yeah, it's 3D rendered uh, like like in a Star Fox kind of style. Um, however, only the left side of the screen is your field of play. The right side of the screen and a split screen, because they didn't trust that people would understand what a 3D camera is, the right side is kind of this interactive diagram showing exactly where your camera would be in this situation. That's fascinating. I know, right? <laughs> it, it looks like a demo for this game. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it is it is very like uh like a, a wireframe version of Jumping Flash. Yeah. It's uh it's top down. Yeah. Like other than you know again like not first person, but mm-hmm. just kind of like you know you're in a giant room and you're doing arcade shit jumping from platform to platform. Mhm. Um yeah, it looks like that that little tutorial camera goes away after the tutorial. Okay, good. Um Woo. but that's that's pretty it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's just um, a very strange way to be like, oh, like we just didn't understand. Like, it just if there was a little card you could hold uh, when you first went to the theater in 1901, like it just oh, the, yeah, the card yeah. said, oh, this isn't real. So when the train's coming at you, you look at the card and it says this isn't real, and you don't run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a similar similar kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I I never like I'm gonna write the uh, Guinness World Book of Gaming <laughs> records. Do you, is there an authoritative thing that has the of gaming? Like, <laughs> Like suffix on it at all it's a book club like, of gaming yeah what, 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 a, what a dumb dumb uh medium <laughs> like this is like this will never be taken seriously no. like, like you go in the go to there it's like I, I like the latest books on gaming and it's like you know a bunch of strategy guides which you know fine makes uh-huh. sense and then you look at the like the the content part and you know it's like oh okay there's a couple boss fight books there's a couple like analysis like console wars and stuff there's a couple yeah, things masters fine. of doom yeah Masters of Doom, and it's just like you know, a bunch of things that are like this. Though it's not just this, this book. There's a bunch of just like you know, oh, yeah. the 300 games you have to play before you get fragged. <laughs> the, the, you know? the hottest babes of gaming. Yeah, that's more of a like, maxim feature, but you know, yeah, they got turned into a book. They got optioned <laughs> uh, for, for a book. Yeah, um, it is. I mean, the, when you say first, like that's the same thing that makes people say anything is the first because it's for major consoles right right you, know, you just have to add a lot of uh, caveats to it yeah, like people always just, forget pc they always forget weird japanese home computers yeah pc I'm, you know things like that like I'm, always go by the side yeah just i looked at this and i was like okay it's widely claimed to be the first that this has to be a pc did it first kind of thing and and this oh. de- this developer did it first too like the year before this came out they released a, a game called uh geograph seal for the x68000 which mm-hmm. just looks like jumping flash but mixed with Star Fox. 
yeah i've <laughs> I've, uh, I've checked that out before yeah uh yeah it's yeah. um so it's it very early you know first is kind of meaningless right uh, but it's it's you know it's extremely early and i think the thing that makes it gain some of that uh the prestige that comes with calling something first um is how many things this gets right like it's oh, moving yeah. ahead a little bit but this is like an extremely playable game for how primitive it is yeah as long um, as long as you don't do like i did and try and play it on a big tv <laughs> yeah never play anything on a big tv you got to get a small tv next to your bed like like me where you just play yeah. things lying down you, you do the put your 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 hand on your head and your elbow on the yeah. bed 90, 99% of the games that I play on a big TV don't make me motion sick, whereas this was designed specifically to make me as sick as possible. It's super old. Like, I yeah. think that, uh, that it's before those considerations were ever considered. Yeah, yeah. You know? So you, so you, kinda, got, you got a lot of hat wobble. Uh, you got a lot of Flargenstow. You got a lot yeah. of frame rate drops. A lot of up yeah. and down and boingy, boingy, boingy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All I, those I things with the options, <laughs> options now. Like, yeah. it's extremely hard for me to hold that against, like, a 1990s. Oh, no, I'm not. I, I played it. I yeah. just wanted to give that as a warning to people. I, you know, not everybody is as sensitive to motion as me, but it was like, Bruh! <laughs> yeah, I, I also I also didn't get it from I I will get motion sick. I, it's uh -huh. weird. I got a little I was watching a Let's Play today to remind myself and got a little bit more motion sick from the Let's Play than I did playing the game. That happens, though, because uh, yeah. like you don't get motion sick when you're driving. You just get motion. Yeah, yeah that, that, that control is uh, it, it short circuit something that causes I, motion sick. I didn't play this on the, my little computer by my bed or my little TV, but I played it on my PSP Vita. Yeah, that's and it actually plays excellent on that. Like, mm -hmm. that's a really good screen and very hard to be motion sick when the, the screen takes up, you know, a smaller field of view. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the trick to it. Yeah. 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 The, um, yeah. So when, when I say, uh, you know, again, that's moving ahead, but how many things this gets right? Like, compare this to like Hackland. Right. Like as far as that's like an early side scrolling platform. Yeah. OK, there we and go. Not the first, you know, ugh, but they like 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 but it's a very early side scrolling platform or like mm -hmm. and that game's unplayable garbage. Right. Like that doesn't work. I find I thought was I'm very surprised by how fun this is to play. Oh, yeah. For, for how early it is. Like, yeah. I mean, like there are things that are primitive about it, but the entire thing feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. It does. A, it does a really good job. Yeah. Um, and it, it's very charismatic. Uh, oh, game yeah. super charming. Um, you play uh, as this robotic rabbit called Robit, um, who just which I love. It just sounds like mispronunciation of robot. Oh, so it's my favorite. Is it, is it is it pronounced Robit or is it Robit? I don't know. I, I, I never like heard this. them say it in the game. <laughs> I was I was giving it uh, the the hard O to emphasize the robot. I guess it depends on whether he's more robot or rabbit. Hmm. You know? I, I thought like I thought he was like a like a frog slash rabbit robot. So it, like ro like you threw some frog in there. Yeah, because of his legs. Like like the way his leg his leg joints work is super oh. super frog like. Yeah, uh, um, bunnies have like similar legs. I I still I thought he was all bunny. Yeah, I mean I guess like that we had to find the you know the <laughs> the, 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 the manga or something yeah. like that to to get the answers to this yeah i i, I thought that i thought that uh rabbit was like oh it's like a robot rabbit frog kind of thing but like i could, could be wrong yeah like putting in that in there too i yeah i just thought it was a a, a robot rabbit hmm. um but this is the man those words are very rich with portmanteau yeah uh kind of potential there it's very powerful um, very dense name yeah it is, it is, uh, it is hard to say he's some combination of those three things. Mm -hmm. Um, and you kind of play around, you, you jump around trying to recover pieces of your world that were stolen by this, this villain, uh, Baron Aloha, 
um, who's like, this guy didn't have legs either. Like this, it's not like Baron Aloha uh, didn't, you know, didn't take off. That's probably one of the reasons why this did not become the PlayStation de facto mascot, even no, though for a time a, they thought it might be. That was their plan for sure. Yeah. Um, and because the plot section that I wrote down is just Baron Aloha as a deranged, like he's just this deranged scientist who wants to use his uh, uh, machines to gather up pieces of the world to make his own like theme park kind of kind of mm-hmm. deal. Um, and that's just a way that they can get you to hop through a bunch of different biomes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- it's not a very narrative-heavy game. No, no. Th- that's about all, everything that there is. <laughs> yeah. Um, Baron Aloha, he's a scientist who happens, he wears a, he wears a Hawaiian shirt. It's always casual Friday on Planet Aloha. <laughs> yeah. So. Wait a minute, it's always Friday? Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. confusing. Yeah, it's well, I mean, there's probably planets where that's true. Oh, yep. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the exact right distance of orbit yeah it's, yeah. it's uh, i mean i'm not an astrologer so let's know. let's i'm gonna tweet to neil degrasse tyson and see if that's true. <laughs> all, all <laughs> he'll say is this is ridiculous have him explode <laughs> like the uh it's um, like a yahoo answers question <laughs> that, that is like a yahoo answer well you know that neil degrasse tyson hangs out in yahoo answers to school people oh yeah like it just he it he just dunks on first graders all the time it's super <laughs> weird yeah so it's uh it's extremely gratifying to him. Yeah. Um, um yeah. I, so this is um it's a little bit different than most 3D platformers. Um because it is in first person. Yeah. Um it is the mirror's edge of platformers. Yeah, I make that comparison later in the notes actually. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, you know, so as opposed to doing like a Bubsy 3D, which is from a similar era, or um, you know, Super Mario 64, which is considered to have kind of perfected that third person form or established the template that that it ought to do. Um, this takes it, you are viewing the world through the eyes and the heads up display of Robin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so first person and the way that it, uh, it does this. So, you, you know, you kind of move around, you have a very simple move set. Um, you walk like pretty slowly, but you can jump and you can jump, double jump and triple jump. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's huge amounts of verticality um to this the biggest thing the reason why this works is that when you are descending you look down mm-hmm. um you see a, a shadow you can see exactly where you're going to land yeah um this is the thing that i hate about 3d platformers fixed. <laughs> yep. like i i just finished uh, mario odyssey yesterday okay and in the most recent most advanced mario in the world i would the most advanced mario <laughs> that there is um i i Every once in a while, like it's gotten better since Mario 64, but like I would say one out of every 100 jumps or something like that, I would think I was going to land on a platform and just wouldn't. Yeah, that's still too high of a still too high of a failure rate. Yeah, it's, it's just a, every time it happens, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. You know, like it doesn't uh, it's like, OK, you know, the penalties are failures keep getting reduced and reduced as it goes. But it's one of the reasons why, um, you know, I like uh, the Galaxy games and Mario 3D World is they're like kind of self-contained stages with. Um, camera tricks or gravity gimmicks, things like that, that mm-hmm. limit your perspective to essentially emulate a 2D or top-down game. Right, right. You know, like those games are not about giving you kind of full control and full range of motion. Yeah. Whereas when I played like Sunshine or 64, um, you know, that happens where it's like, especially later later levels in 64, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just get like, man, you get to that fucking, uh, that big sand room and it's just like i i just i hate this like i, I yeah. can't land on anything consistently i i make every jump that i i try mm-hmm. in jumping flash and you could say like oh that's too easy um but that's 
should be a basic verb. Like that's never yeah. been a problem in any 2D game yeah. or any overhead game. You know why? You know, there's just there's one genre where that's tricky, mm-hmm. and this game fixes it. Yeah, and it shifts that burden to figuring out how to jump, like 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 what you need to jump to in order to yes. get where you want to go. So it's less about the dexterity required to kind of like nail the landing and more about like what it, planning the sequence of jumps that you need to get, to get to the goal you need to, you know, you need to get to. Yeah. And the rhythm of how to time your, your triple jumps. Right. Um, you know, so the, the, that's part a of this formula. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part, part B of it is you have, there's no, um, inertia when you jump, when you land, right? Like when you land, you go straight down, like <laughs> you are planted in. Um, so there's no slide, not except for like, you know, there's, there, but they very rarely do slide, right. Uh, when you jump and that makes a huge difference too. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it's very like solid, like the game feel, you know, and it, it makes sense for a mech, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is a very colorful, goofy mech game, but it feel, you feel like a gigantic big piece of metal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of sense of weightiness, like across the three games we're doing this, this month, like for answer doesn't do it very much, but mm-hmm. Um, it's something I really appreciate about, about this game and, and Titanfall yeah. is like, it seems like you are in something big and powerful, which to me is a big part of the appeal of, of Max. Yeah. It It is yeah. feeling superhuman by being something non-human. Yes. Yeah. Not just superhuman, but also like weighty. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what I mean. Huge yeah. amounts of presence. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, and that presence was going to be the thing that I brought up, which is when you look down, you can see Robert's legs. You know, and this yeah. is this is still in an era when Doom Guy or Quake Guy was just a gun floating in the air. You know, yes. like that sense of or you know, like that, that's that's important for your sense of orientation is to know that like you are a physical thing in a space as opposed yes. to a you know like like a ghost with an eye. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, very very much so. Like the way this, as far as like a first person like platforming engine, this is. You know, I mean, that, that's a very narrow subset, <laughs> right. right? But, like, this does it as well as anything, mm-hmm. to my mind. Like, this is, you know, the, like, there's platforming that happens in Dishonored games that I like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, like, a, a lot more kind of movement tricks and slides and things like that. But as far as kind of pure platforming, like, the idea is to get around an abstract space. Yeah. I find this very, very satisfying and uh, solid. Yeah. And remember, 1995, the year that Friends yeah. debuted. Yeah, it's 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 like it's the uh, it's very surprising that this uh, this came out at the same time as Friends. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Friends it just gets a lot right oh, for like a lot, a lot right for a game that just like felt like it was taking a stab. Yes, and then the, I mean the other part of that equation is that this game gets almost no credit. Mm-hmm. Um, like it has that you know it gets credit in the uh, the the glitched JPEG that is the Guinness World Book of Records Gaming Edition, <laughs> but it doesn't get credit in terms of like when people are talking about early 3d platformers, like it right. is all Mario 64 all the time. Right. Right. And Mario 64 is fine. It's just that it shouldn't relegate this to a curiosity. And yeah. I would have been very curious to see if other people would have flashed onto this. And I'm, you know, I'm sure there might be somebody who has written about why this didn't have the appeal that seeing your character on the screen had. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I really appreciate this in retrospect, you know, yeah, me too. Like it just it feels like uh, an alternate start. Mm-hmm. Like th- this is the begin. This was the gateway into an alternate dimension where 3D platformers were kind of based on Jumping Flash instead of Mario 64. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen, you know. And then there's the Dark Universe where everything is Crash Bandicoot. Like you're on a, you're on a line. You're always running towards the camera. Nothing means anything, you know. Like it's just uh, you know, your parents don't love you. You're adopted. Like there's there's like a dark 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 timeline that also. But this would this is like the alternate 
you know, this is the the tab, right? You know, of of three D platformers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it feels good. Um, let me see here. You you know, combat isn't really a big part of this. Honestly, yeah, it really, it really is like the later games are going to do a little bit more. Like that's where most of the elaboration happens, but like your attack vocabulary is you have like a basic laser and some of these special consumable, uh, items that are themed after like fireworks. Yes. Um, it's incredibly arcadey. Yes. Like this is, uh, kind of plays a little bit like a 3d first person, you know, like no, like the first thing I was thinking of was like Robotron, and that's not exactly it because you know, the point of the levels is not to destroy bad guys, but the combat is incredibly arcadey. You get uh, those power ups at an incredible clip, yeah. So you should be using them pretty much all the time, yeah. Always, um, always it, turn through them, yes, because um, you and you only carry three at once. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just it feels uh, like an arcade um, kind of shooting gallery kind of feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Almost like basically nothing can hurt you is a thing because the majority of the enemies crawl around on the ground. There are some flying enemies, but those are mostly like moving platforms for you to bop off of if you want to. Yeah. And and then they will play with it sometimes. Like there's, um, I think that this game get like, it's never like hard, hard, but gets as hard as it gets um, around when you get to the city level. Yeah. Um, because of, uh, heat seeking missiles essentially, Mm -hmm. which are, are a pain in the dick and are obnoxious. And there's some enemies that hurt you when you bop them. Mm Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you can just jump on enemies, which is really, really satisfying. And you can shoot while you do it, <laughs> uh, which is great. That ends up being like kind of a great boss strategy for most of the game. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's the enemies don't tend to be a huge factor in this game. Right. Um, and th- they're kind of meant to be this again, this shooting gallery thing, because they do respawn as well. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing stays dead. So you uh, you're kind of constantly under a very low level assault that just keeps you moving. Yeah. Um, this is also a game that has points like yeah, power ups that'll get you points and, and stuff like that. Like, you know, so it is arcadey in that sense as well. Time limit. Yeah. Time, yeah. time limit. Yeah. Strict 10 minute time limit that can yeah. be expanded by, uh, by getting those different pickups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So every world is separated into three, into three stages. The first two where you hunt for these kind of jet pod things that are going to send that part of the planet back to where it should be, I guess. Uh, and then one where you fight, uh, where you fight the boss. And like we said, each stage has this 10 minute time limit, uh, that you can extend, you know, in a very arcadey kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you often won't need to No. you know, you're like, you're doing this if you're trying to be a completionist or going for a score, which like you could be, cause it's, again, it's an arcade game. Like I don't tend to play games for score, but yeah, you know, I can imagine a world in which you do this. This is from a time um, when feasibly somebody would. Yes. Um, some other power-ups you can find other than time extensions and weapons, um, are ones that freeze the world, uh, which are, which are great. Um, there are ones that uh, make you invincible the ones that make, uh, other power-ups show up on your radar. Yeah. That's the freeze, freeze the world one. And there's a healing one as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also, um, when one you that... freeze the world, it goes free time. <laughs> and I just like, it's just like, oh, this is when, when ro- robot, robot. Uh, rabbit, ro- frog bot, whatever we want to call him, uh, you know, works on R- rab frog. When rab frog, when rad frog, uh, <laughs> works on, uh, getting through the bookies, yeah. he's chewing through or something like that. Yeah. Uh, time to lean, time to clean, rad frog. Um, Read a short story. <laughs> oh, Henry. <laughs> wait a minute. This is, this is the kind of lottery I expected at all. <laughs> like, wait, you gave me a copy of this. Oh, Henry short, short story collection. I gave you a pair of reading glasses. Um, yeah. yeah. That's Henry, right? Uh, yes. 
Okay. The, the 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 hair clip and the watch. The, the, yeah. yeah, the gift the gift of the the wizard, whatever that's called. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yep, gift. A, a wizard's gift. <laughs> Enchanted hairpin. The wizard's gift. The story is O. Henry. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that uh, that freeze time and see everything uh, power up is actually really useful because some of these stages get pretty big. Um, and part of the draw draw distance, my friend. Oh yeah. That draw distance and the radar range (laughs) and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that draw distance is, you know, so this is kind of finicky. Uh, It feels like I'm talking about frame rates or whatever. It's pretty impressive for the time, but still, still not enough. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's the biggest flaw of this game. Right. Like the main thing that made me frustrated was not being able to, you know, find all the, the, the jet pods because I can't see far enough. Right. Right. So it's like, okay, well I, I, I got the two that are like immediately apparent. And now, now I just have to like go from corner to corner of the map, hoping, yeah. hoping that the, uh, that the heads up display will, 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 will pop, you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's... when you're going from corner to corner, you might find one of these bonus stages. Ooh, yeah. Where you're, yeah. Uh, where you're popping some balloons. I yeah, uh, I could never. You're supposed to destroy all of them. That's how you get success. <laughs> I, 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 I watched it, the long play. I did it once. I, yeah, I, I had a really hard time with this, and you, I'd get most of them. And it'd be like too bad. I'm like too bad. Like I, like it was a pretty good job, you know. Uh, but yeah, you're supposed to get all of them. Oh, typical uh, millennial. Millennial, you want a trophy? I would love. I would love it to have uh, send in my uh, my my completion score to you know Mega Entertainment or whoever the fuck developed this and get a patch from 1995. <laughs> Um, Um, yeah Uh, we should talk about the visual style because we mentioned that this is pretty charming Uh, it's very mm -hmm. simplistic and blocky but that kind of works for it like everything looks a little bit like paper craft almost yeah Um, and it's similar you know like again uh, more you know think like two or three degrees more advanced than Star Fox right you know everything is made up of those hard angles Um, everything's real goofy in a way that doesn't uh it looks they still look like robots and look like weird little like critters. They don't look like idiots. Mm-hmm. They don't have, you know, big googly eyes on them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no there's no banjo twoification right, of the right. character designs. Like everything, you know, looks like a reasonable little critter that suggests something more complicated without trying to be cute. Right. Like it still ends up being kind of a cute game. Um and y- your main character is very cute. But Except it for doesn't those demonic red eyes. I love the red eyes. That's how, that's, I, think, I think they're incredibly cute. I think they're like just him looking. I, I assume that it's like uh, they just glow when he talks. Like, uh, like Hal. Um, yeah. Um, Halbot. Um, the, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's very cute and very like um, just kind of abstract in a way that PS1 games used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's not like the abstract way where like it's actually trying to suggest a real space at all. It is just a big arc- arcadey playground of a kind of uncomfortable middle era of graphic fidelity. Yes. Um, something about the enemy designs and even like the world and kind of set design as well, because it's first person, nothing has to be incredibly small. You know, like if this was a, a big zoomed out thing, you would have these kind of cramped little 3D models that are like a couple of pixels wide when you're jumping. Everything has a sense of a, a, a pleasing sense of scale for this uh, for this era of visual fidelity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this all kind of comes into um, the music as well, mm-hmm. like that visual style and kind of colorful nature. Like the music is very upbeat uh, in a way that reminds me of like Sega style arcade games. Yeah. 
Um, you know, and the, just the little the little narrator you get, the little free time, you know, <laughs> oh, Henry, like Sega, like that, that little guy who's just kind of shouting slogans at you, <laughs> blast the max and so forth. Like right. that, that, uh, that guy is, is very charming. Like the whole thing has a very kinetic yeah. feel to it. Yeah. So yeah. this game was kind of used as an early tech demo for the PlayStation. They announced it in 1994 when they were initially showing the PlayStation. Uh, and they displayed it under the name Springman, which is a much worse name than Jumping Flash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Springman, Jumpman. I don't know what's going on with these early yeah. early versions. The um, And they, they really wanted um, what it, what it, like a Dash Bandicoot. What are we going to call this thing if we can't agree on the the pronunciation yeah rope rope frog robe frog yeah that that's the wizard frog that's the (laughs) um robe frog oh henry's robe frog here they wanted to have be the new uh platform mascot which kind of just didn't happen uh until the the unfortunate bandicoot came along and with his blow horn and yelled at nintendo headquarters and (laughs) history was made oh god i forgot about that oh it's like it's like the primary thing about crash bandicoot is that (laughs) asshole in a suit like just like Hey, a plumber. Blah, blah, blah. I, did, I just forgot that he took it right to right, right to Nintendo's house. He he really was really aggro. He really brought it. He was trying to be. He was trying to be. Uh, he makes Shadow Sonic the Hedgehog like Shadow the Hedgehog, or vice versa. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, which I one. think it's the other way I'm, around. I'm out of my depth. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. So, uh, despite the fact that their wishes that anybody remember Rogue Frog, uh, you know, although those wishes were dashed against the rocks, uh, this was sold well and it reviewed well as part of that mm-hmm. kind of opening salvo of PlayStation One games. Which, like, think about that. The launch of the PlayStation was like everybody. Oh, Ridge Racer's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. So this was th- this was pretty noteworthy for that. Uh, and it showed off like the you know the, the the potential of what a 3D game could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and does did a good good job of it. It has like you know good good reviews at the time, and it has a nice reputation now when you run into people talking about it. Yeah, like I've never heard anyone say anything bad about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it just most people don't know it. Right. Um, so it was successful enough to get two sequels, only one of which came to the states. Yeah. Uh, Jumping Flash Two, uh, which you can get your hands on, and then uh, Robot Mondu. Uh, which which robot my god what robot my god That's, uh, <laughs> my god three. it's robots yeah um it's raining robots <laughs> the um so these uh kind of expanded on the the first game a bit i played the second one and it like it's a real mild iteration yeah you know like it, it feels better like it is it is a slightly better game yeah but it, not hugely it's technically more sound the levels start off bigger which i presume means they get bigger looks a little bit better and moves more smoothly i think are the yes. biggest the like the biggest things that made me think like yeah i'm comfortable playing through half of jumping flash too uh right Draw after distance I is a little bit better yeah yeah, yeah. but you can, you, um, you can get both of them for like six bucks on ps ad yeah and they and again they play great on psp yes like um um yeah, yeah. so like first person platforming games don't happen so much no no like elements of that are taken uh, to other kind of more kinetic first person games that are about traversal. Like Mirror's Edge is a comparison that I thought of. You made that before. Uh, Portal may also count. Mm-hmm. Like, does any, you know, anytime you have that like body presence and you're trying to, you know, land with precision in a place as part of yeah. a longer string of movements, you know? And then there are elements in, in immersive sim type games. Yeah. So, like, thief games have that body presence and you do platforming from time to time, especially in the Dark Project. Mm hmm um or uh deadly shadows rather um and then you know it 
can, can come up in Dishonored and stuff. That feels it's so different in so many other ways that it's barely a comparison. Yeah, it's like, like it's, elements they, they stripped of it for parts. Yes, like you know, little little bits of this show up in things, but there hasn't been a just straight up kind of spiritual successor to this, to, to my knowledge. Yeah, um, um, and from like a, from like a style standpoint, I can I can maybe see like a like a line from this to something like Katamari. Oh yeah, 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 um, and that you know that ends up kind of making sense. So it still ends up being like relatively unique, mm-hmm. um, you know, without being entirely unique, and it's right. one of the reasons why it's worth talking about, even though it is, as we'll we'll discover. Um, you know, over the course of like probably the next hour, uh, it's pretty slight. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. yeah. So uh, keep that in mind uh, if you get this. Like it is, you know, it, and I like that. I like that it gets in and it gets out. Like the length of this game ends up actually being a, a big positive for me mm-hmm. um, because it is made to be played kind of over and over for high scores. And then you can get that uh, that ultra mode. Did you unlock that? Um, that super like there's two different modes, extra mode you can get, one of which is a remix mode that changes the location of items. Yes. Which can work in this game because that's what you're doing is hunting down those jet pods. Mm-hmm. Um the other one turns you into like Mega Frog. Like yeah. did you, have you play around with Mega Frog at all with the fucking six <laughs> like sex tuple jump yeah it's like it's a little bit like in spider-man homecoming when he gets the training wheels taken off of his suit yeah (laughs) it's it's amazing like you can you can get so much height and then you can also do a ground pound thing (laughs) and it feels incredible yeah like playing through the game with that is it's much easier Mm -hmm. but it's it's really really cool to do a a sex tuple jump Mm -hmm. it uh and you you can control like the speed of your walk or the speed of your motion um with your with your shoulder buttons it's 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 real interesting i like the simplicity of the main game too much i think to really get too far into that Mm -hmm. um but i I just like that it's an option though and and, i mean the reason why i brought it it up was the idea that like you're meant to play through this a couple times Mm -hmm. you know so giving those variances on on repeat playthroughs uh makes up for some of how slight it is yes yeah yeah um so this me, episode uh, is definitely going to end up being longer than the game, but maybe not by much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but we've, we've done, done such before. Yep. Um, Cole, tell me everything about the plot. <laughs> oh, I said it earlier. I, I, I forgot that I abandoned this section of the outline, but left it in here. Plot. Baron Aloha is a deranged. <laughs> no period. <laughs> no next word. <laughs> it is, I mean, you're right though. He is a deranged and that's pretty much what we need to know. Yep. Um, we get these like little like CG cutscene things that are uh, very again very slightly. There's not very much to them. Yeah, it's mostly uh, uh, Rogue Rabbit uh, running uh, or flying from planet to planet. Yeah, yeah. And that's um, all. That's all we really get here too. Yeah, and you also get like uh, the Baron Aloha's little minions, these moos that you end up uh, rescuing in the second game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we start off here with World One, uh, World One Stage One. Yeah. Which, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say this is kind of your your tutorial Green Hill Zone. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of fashioned after a neighborhood. There are like some castle kind of elements as well. Uh, most of these stages have very confused concepts. Um, yeah. <laughs> they they mix a handful of things. We're gonna see that mostly in World Two. Um, and what's great about this as an intro and something that is great about kind of the difficulty curve of this game in general is you start out with basically no dead drops except for the very edge of the level. Like this, you know, yeah. if, you, if you fail at making it to a platform, you mostly just end up on terra firma and set up to start again. Yeah. 
this is this is one of those i mean this is a lot of games uh but i love that idea that like oh if you add fall damage to this it would be unplayable oh yeah like any number and this this is one of those Mm -hmm. like it'd be extremely uh tricky um and you're just like the the stage actually since there are no dead drops there are also no walls like you're not in a big room you're on a plane that's floating in a ps1 void (laughs) like it's very you know appealing the cloud just kind of move through one of the cheat codes for this actually lets you change the speed of the clouds (laughs) Uh, which is a weird kind of thing um you turn in yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, we vote for that. Or uh, I was thinking of those. Um, the the have you ever seen the movie The Prophecy with uh, uh, uh what's his head with a uh, uh, Mister Christopher Walken? Yeah, yeah. There we go. Sorry, I uh, took the, took those two together. Go ahead. The um in the in that movie they do like these little scene transitions, mm-hmm. and they just always show like uh time lapse photography of clouds moving. <laughs> it's like the silliest thing for this theatrical release. Like I'm imagining yeah. being in the theater and it just cutting away to. You. Some clouds moving and being like, okay, now it's later. Yeah. That, <laughs> you don't have to do that, dog. No. Like, like we understand that like cuts and changes in location indicate that time has passed. Yeah, it just kind of happens. You know, yeah. and you can you can do it just by making it darker outside. You can show a clock in the background. Like, yeah. You have your character look at the watch, shake his – look at the camera and then look, shake his head no. You know, like there's nothing <laughs> you can do done other than this weird black hole sun. Uh, <laughs> like wipe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, any, anywho, so you're, you're you're in in the uh, the PlayStation Sky Zone, and this is there's very little to this. Like it's very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, there are little dragonflies and frogs are not very threatening. I don't think anything shoots. No, yeah, not like for nothing a very has projectiles. Long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you are just getting onto platforms, and it's getting you used to having a triple jump, having as much verticality as you do. Uh, because when I first started playing this, I was looking for ways to get up to those those platforms, like really high up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um. And the level design does seem very clever where uh, it gives you a couple of those where you can make it with one jump. Mm-hmm. Like you can chain together a little one jumps and then gives you one where you need to do two jumps. I don't think you actually need to do a triple jump in this level. No. But they, they make it so they, they you can play like a traditional platformer where you only have a singular uh, limp jump mm-hmm. and then uh, eventually introduce the need to to go all triple on it. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize there was a triple jump until much later in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hitting those double jumps and I didn't think to hit the button a third time. Nobody, nobody does triple jump, man. No, right? So, but I realized it was like, <gasps> is this a power up? Is this a mistake? No, it's a glitch, a glitch in the matrix today. Yeah. If I tell somebody yep. about this, they're going to take this ama- amazing power away from me. Yeah, they're, they're going to delete your PSP. <laughs> um, so there's, there's almost nothing to do this though. You're just going and no. grabbing the, the jet pods. Yeah. Um, and we're not going to say like, oh, the first jet pod is over here. The second jet pod is over here. Yeah, the, a real time walkthrough. Yeah, not the level uh, we're going to get to for this. The, that does exist on GameFAQs, our old uh, fan Dangle. Oh, Dangle's back. D- D- Dangle did one of these. And here's – so this is only really useful to people who listen to Abject Suffering, which you should listen to if you're listening to this. But right. um, Dangle did the GameFAQs for this. Guess who's in his special thanks? Oh, is it God? It's Casket Darkfire. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Another, like, so it's, it's like, are those are those guys an item? Like, what's what's happening with this GameFAX? Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, hanging out. So see, see, that's the thing. We, we we've done that show for uh, five years now. A long time. Yeah, yeah. For a very long time. And uh, we're starting to see the matrix. We're starting to see the connections uh, between these uh, between these common names. I, I know. I know people who have done GameFAX based on their style. Like, mm-hmm. I feel at a certain point, I, I could see. A dangle fact and be like, this is a dangle fact. Oh, yeah. You, you can tell by the format. Like, what do they use as separators? Oh, is, yeah. <laughs> do they use and what, at, the, at the end, he talks about his experiment where he gets, you know, how much money for a case of Coke Canadian lol. Yeah. Um, in there. 
So, yeah, but there are there are walkthroughs that literally are just like turn left, go forward. You know, that, that will tell you where these things are. We don't do that. No, so we're no dangle. Fifteen dollars ninety nine. No, no. Um, moving on to stage two. Stage this two. Is- this is like a volcano land kind of thing. Getting into the uh, the canonical levels early. Ice levels yeah. coming later. Yeah. And this this is a really still a gentle ramp up, though. So this introduces the idea of hazards being below you, but they're not deadly. No. Um, if you walk across a lava river or land in a open volcano, um, you don't die. You just take some damage. Right. Uh, this also introduces uh, beetles with spikes on their back. So you can't bop them. You got you got to shoot them. And also mm-hmm. these flat bugs that are too short for you to, uh, to to shoot without aiming downward. Or you can just do the smart thing and bop them. Yes. Um, we should talk about that. Um, it is a little awkward. the looking up and down. Yeah. Uh, in this game and you can't strafe. Right. Um, uh, that's going to be a real problem for the indoor levels. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's pretty obnoxious. Yeah. Like it, it, the game is not hard enough to make that. And boy, like I, I'm, I hope I'm not missing some kind of combination of things that let you strafe. I, I'm pretty sure you can't. Um, I couldn't figure out how to do it if you can. Right. Um, it, the game is not hard enough to make that a death knell. It's just like, boy, if this was designed with to use all of the controller buttons Mm -hmm. and when this had been kind of codified, like that would make it just feel a lot better. Yeah. You know, so uh, those enemies that you have to look up or down to shoot, I just don't. Uh, (laughs) I I avoid them. I avoided looking up and down because I think you do that with the shoulder buttons. Uh, Well, you you hold down the triangle button. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like Metal Gear almost. Yes. Uh, Yeah. I don't I don't truck with that if I can help it. No. Um. And uh, I just for situations in which it would have been good to strafe, I would some like oftentimes just avoid those creatures or run past them when I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, Volcano Land just gets more vertical. Uh, we're going to see these levels get more vertical until they start spreading out more horizontally. Uh, this yes. looks kind of cool. Like, I love the uh, the abstract early 3D environments a lot. Like, mm-hmm. just oh, they're just like these big pillars on these high platforms they're like you know stalagmites or whatever that rise up from the ground and then have whole worlds on top of them the the draw distance makes it look like morrowind yeah, it does like, doesn't it? yeah this, this is yeah. like you just expect one of those gigantic like beetle taxis to like <laughs> come out of the mist yeah. um it's a very cool looking level though like mm-hmm. i like this a lot yeah um moving on to uh stage three which is your your boss fight here yes um uh, which is of course a dragon oh yeah. you know why not towns Volcanoes, dragons, like it all, all, well, goes it all tracks. It's a straight line. Yeah. It's an arrow pointed directly at the police station. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is a this is a good fight. The bosses in this are kind of a non-issue uh, because mm-hmm. a, a good like full half of them, you just use the same strategy for them. And the yeah. other ones have kind of cool gimmicks to them. Yeah. Um, but I generally like them. Like, I think yeah. it is a, a fun little way to break up the play. Yes. Uh, it's also uh, my my kind of move. If, uh, if, if is to take the, whichever power up is the lasers, that's not the fireworks. Like it's the dual lasers that continually fire. Oh yeah. I love that. Like that plus shooting plus jumping on top of something will like melt mm-hmm. bosses like pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, well, so I tried to, as much as I could kind of strategize, I tried to save, you know, one of those for the boss. Mm-hmm. So. It's, um, it's very satisfying to bounce on top of a boss and just keep firing down and watch their, uh, watch their health drain mm-hmm. and, and eventually enemies will have ways to kind of get around this yes um you know or just try to damage you and then it becomes kind of a dps race mm-hmm. and it, it's something where it's like yes it would be kind of nice if there was a little bit more strategic depth to that like you could do something or if you could block or, or dodge or do something about the attacks that he does when you're on top of them but mm-hmm. at the same time like 
I don't don't miss it in this game. No, you know, I, I'm not looking for Bloodborne out of <laughs> Jumping Flash. Yeah, um, but this the, like the, this whole arena and the and the fight seems poised to uh, teach you how to do that. Yes, teach you how to get on top. Like the dragon flies, but mostly like five feet off the ground, uh, and he's surrounded yeah. by these uh, tall platforms. You know, so you can make your jump, get above him. And then and then pound down. Even his attack, his breath attack, is pretty ineffectual. It only goes in front of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can't strafe. Keep in mind, but you do. You can always jump. Like that's yeah. the quickest way you can move is to jump, move upwards. Mm-hmm. And that is almost always an effective dodge. There aren't a lot of like vertical slash type attacks. Right. About that. Uh, moving on to World Two. Uh, this is a vaguely Egyptian theme set of you know of levels. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got a little bit of Greek and Roman in there too. Yeah, <laughs> some Stonehenge. <laughs> no. The old world. Yeah. Um, so uh, world one here is, is stage one is kind of like Egypt world with lots of pyramids and stone hinges and uh, and just kind of pillars. <laughs> yeah. So most of the jet pods end up being in uh, some of these hodgepodge of monuments. Uh, there's deconstructed Stonehenge where all the hinges are on different uh, different altitudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's yeah. something that looks a little bit like the Parthenon. It's it's very confused. Mm-hmm. The partly non. Like the, uh, the partial uh, non. Yeah, the partial non. The Parthen. Uh, eh. um, no. So these, uh, but they haven't, there's not like a whole lot that they introduced to this other than having to dip off the sides of the map. Right. To get onto platform. So like a lot of the jet pods will be off the map and you have to do these kind of bigger jumps to, to get over there or get additional height. Yes. Um, you know, if you, if you are not triple jumping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this game loves to have a platform that moves up and down and just, you know, tell you, hey, jump off of this at its apex. Like you figure yeah. out how to do it once and then makes you do it, do it a couple more times. Yeah, and it, it leans into the strength of the game. Like it, that that kind of like that thrill of being in like getting tons of airtime mm-hmm. uh, is is real. God, airtime. I can't tell you how much of my young life was was just obsessed with airtime. That's just it, that, that that horizontal jump that that Jordan had. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, the, like the, 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 there was that, you know, just uh, play playing basketball. Like, oh, how much airtime did I get on that uh, on, on that sick jump? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I I didn't know you as a kid, but I'm gonna hazard guess not that much. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> just, no. I never thought of the idea of like you like being a, a kid of that of like a little kid and just like you know even if, even if you were kind of hyper athletic as a kid and i'm projecting a little bit here too i know yeah. i'm trying to make fun of you but just the idea like if somebody had done that to me and measured my airtime, oh yeah give a, no, a 11 no. year old uh chubby midwestern depressive like yeah you know you you would test out your ups and you would ask how much airtime did i get or playing on a trampoline you know like oh just uh let's do double bounces i need to get some airtime. uh going yeah. going tubing not only tubing where you ride down a ride down a river but where you're dragged behind a boat you know oh sure you get a little airtime yeah yeah and just you know your 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 dad would whip you across the wake and it would throw you up and it's like oh my gosh i was i must have been in the air for like five seconds and like no you were yeah Yeah, in the air for like a second the the stopwatch doesn't do negative numbers like we we can't actually you went underground for a little bit like you you subsumed under the court (laughs) yeah yeah so just uh airtime was a it it was it was a kpi it was a key performance indicator when i was young (laughs) (laughs) i mean i remember i like i'm teasing you but also at the same time i remember thinking of you know things in that term as well like just kind of the idea of me thinking like oh i got jumps you know (laughs) i guess i guess that's like what we're making fun of is the boundless imagination of children and of course yeah 
You know, that's probably not the nicest thing to make fun of because it's, <laughs> it's good for a kid to think that they're jumping really high when they're uh-huh. not, <laughs> you know, yeah. but now I'm just like those fools. <laughs> <laughs> clods. crap wheelie yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um I'm just, I'm just trying to, i'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gary i'm i'm literally just trying to pad out the length of this episode no no it's okay it's it's good this is a uh, it's good um yeah and um so so a game of game about airtime yes um that's pretty much like what there is to this level though to stage one egypt land mm-hmm. not not a whole lot going on Stage two, we have our first uh, interior level um, where you go inside the pyramid. I, I don't actually mind these uh, yeah. that much. Um, they, they do like highlight, a, you know, the game is not built for them. Right. Uh, it, and it, it makes it, me appreciate when it does the stuff that it is built for. Yeah. If, if there were 1.5 as many of these, they would really get on my nerves. Yeah. The fact that they're so rare, like, so they're kind of, they're mazes, mm-hmm. uh, essentially. Like they're mazes where you have to go get certain collectibles. Um they are kind of like they, they play like FPSs because the mm-hmm. jumping is not part of it. So it, there are hidden walls like there are like, uh, you know, where you, if you shoot them, um, you can uh, find secret passages full of power ups and stuff like it's kind of, you know, an incredibly early uh, console FPS mm-hmm. in addition to being a very early console 3D platformer. Yeah. Uh, this is where that lack of strafing becomes an issue because they introduce enemies that shoot. Uh, you have these uh dorito spiders that hang from the ceiling and shoot at you and you also have fire plants yeah um that act as kind of turrets and yes. you know the, the, these are the these are the stages where i would have where i died uh by losing health just by being mm. plinked down like i didn't have the uh the endurance to get through it um and so like you just end up kind of peeking out around a corner like doing basically slicing the pie uh, firing a couple shots and then backing you know turn, turning and then backing out of the line of fire yeah, dodging is is pretty awkward. Yeah. Um a lot of times if I if there was an enemy that was giving me grief with that uh these these levels give you more power-ups. Yeah. And I think it does it to compensate mm-hmm. for that. So it's like if I if I ran to an enemy, I would use power-ups and then kind of make as much hay as I could. Yes. While the power-up lasted was was pretty much my my deal, but limiting your jump height is not a good thing in this game like it is a game about that right so these these didn't bother me i think they're kind of impressive and and, and kind of cool but they're not i wouldn't play a whole game of them no no um the uh there's also the kind of gimmick here is conveyor belts um so there's a little bit of a puzzle element where you have to get to certain parts of the level and there's only one way to do it mm-hmm. uh, by following these con- conveyor belts i'm never a big fan of that as a puzzle mechanic quote unquote because right. if you fail you just start over Mm-hmm. um and it's not you know it's real trial and error like you don't get to observe it first yeah you know but uh it's again adding a little bit of variety mm-hmm. yeah i don't know that i have much more to say about that i i like this one a little bit better than the, the next one we're, we're gonna get to the next one i think is bad i like the is the next one's not the water one the water one's the last one right no there are only two there, okay. there's this one and then the water one. Oh, i don't i don't mind the water one the water oh. one's real linear um like you just kind of keep going down and down and you like it to me, like we'll get to it. I guess I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to yeah. burn cast. Um, I like the water one actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I like both of these. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a reverse. We are reverse. Oh, Henry. We, we know Henry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, but I don't, I wouldn't play a whole game of them. No, I'm glad there's only two. I, I thought there were actually more of them. So, mm-hmm. um, after this, uh, you get to the, uh, the next boss, which I guess, you know, thematically more appropriate than the last time is a scorpion. Yeah. A gigantic scorpion who has kind of Rayman claws, like he will fire mm-hmm. them in a short distance and kind of <laughs> they will tween awkwardly around in front of him. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the more dangerous attack is he'll uh, kind of spit out these spark balls at you. Yes. And he is the, he will attack up. Yes. So if you are doing, you know, the, the bounce, uh, strat, he will actually reach up and try to smack you. Um, there's nothing you really do about this when it happens. It's kind of trading, you know, I want to be, then it kind of turns a little bit into a DPS race. You're bound to win, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is fine. Yeah. Especially um, if you're walking in with a full, with, with a full arsenal. Uh, oh yeah. Which is likely because this level, this whole world throws a lot of, uh, you know, power ups at you. Yeah. Um, when you, he also, also has a, uh, a separate phase. Um, when you get do enough damage to him, he starts walking around on his claws. I don't know if he has different parts of him that you can damage, hmm. but it definitely happened when I jumped off of him and looked at him, he was walking around on his claws and did not have a tail. Huh. So I don't know if you can actually damage him in phases or if that happens on, or like damage parts of him or if that actually automatically happens. Right. But don't know. I didn't no. remember that. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, the the the, the game kind of runs together. There's not like a, a huge sense of place to any of these things. It's just kind no. of a vague theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and the theme is Scorpion <laughs> for this guy. So as long as you have that, like you're kind of kind of set. Yeah. Um, moving on to world three. Yeah. This is like amusement world, leisure world, something like that. Um, arcade, like X-Men revenge kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so stage one, I, I just, I just called this chess and checkers land because everything has a checkerboard pattern over it. Um, Mm -hmm. I assume just showing off like, Hey, we can use textures. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. There's a little bit like, this is also where they, uh, the first level where there are kind of two, major islands yes like there are multiple major islands and they're kind of put together by train tracks um you kind of you will walk on uh here but it's a little like just you know that check and checkerboard uh kind of thing it becomes a like a don't come around here no more um you know kind of visual pastiche <sighs> that, that, that perennial reference yeah it's one of the greatest videos of all time it's a very good video no um yeah. Um, so a lot of your platforming, um, you know, they, they, they trade large platforms away for hot air balloons. So it requires yeah. a little bit more precision uh, because the sides of them are sloped. You have to hit them toward the center or else you're going to slide. And when you slide, you still have a split second to jump. Yeah. Um, the game eventually leads into this and like, so, you know, makes that kind of a challenge element. Right. Uh, of the game. Um, this is also the first level that has a, uh, an air current thing that will kind of rocket you up. Yeah, like little um, fan jump booster things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which of those, those are kind of fun. You don't really need them. You know, no. Because, again, you have a, a gigantic triple jump, but they're kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this gives you some flying enemies as well. You have mosquitoes, but they're not shooting at you yet. They're going to start shooting at you later. There are the weird little pig cannons in this level um, that show up. I think this is the first time the pig cannons show up. Hmm. But there's maybe only one or two of them. Yeah. Um, they're not as bad as they end up eventually being. Yeah. Or not as, as kind of tricky. Not right. bad. But, yeah, there are... There are long range cannons mm-hmm. that shoot this level. Yeah. Um, I wasn't totally sure. And I, but I watched, like I said, I watched a let's play of it today to refresh my memory on everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're, they're not the huge issue. They become later in like, like, you know, city world, metro world, where they yes. become a nightmare. Like city world, like it seems like everything is training you for city world. <laughs> yes. See, so the, the real, the real jumping flash starts there. <laughs> um, um, stage two, uh, this is your amusement park. Like, more explicitly, like there are conveyor belt roller coaster tracks. Um, mm-hmm. I like this level a lot. It's like a casino night zone kind of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's uh, I guess it's just, like the sky just turns into a different color. Like everything is just, like kind of really, really intense fuchsia <laughs> kind of color. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, again, kind of more complicated. Like uh, there, the major islands are uh, further apart. There are more of them. Um, those little uh, conveyor belt things, those roller coaster things that shoot you around, um, jump pods will be on those. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll be moving around constantly. Yeah. Um, you have to land on them. It's pretty neat. Like this is a really good level. This might be my fave. Oh, yeah. Uh, in, the, in the game. It's definitely the prettiest uh, visually, I would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and just like we're working up horizontal speed is what happens on those conveyor belts. Like, and yes. that is not something that really happens a lot in this game. Yeah. Well, one thing I didn't do, which I, I meant to do was watch a speed run of this because I imagine it's pretty neat. Oh yeah. Um, like the things are in static locations, so you would just be moving to them as quick as possible. But I bet you there are a lot of little tricks based on the, the vintage. Oh, again, a 3d game this early. I imagine they could, they just tear that thing open, break it and yeah, yeah. destroy it. Just pin, pin, pin it open. Like it's a, a science class worm. Um, I actually like the uh, the boss of this world quite a bit as well. It's very good. Uh, that happens in stage stage three. The uh, this kind of like genie that lives in the teacup ride. <laughs> yeah, so you're on this kind of circular arena, and then you have uh, teacups that are circling around the uh, the perimeter, uh, and I, I call them tentacles, but they're really just very low poly arms like reach out and kind of like grab at you. Um, it's very easy, not very hard, but it is kind of a limited window in which you can damage him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, until eventually he pops out. Yeah. And kind of spins around. And then at that, that point, the, you know, it, it's very easy, but it's got a little bit of that whack-a-mole mm-hmm. flavor to it uh, initially. Yeah. I wonder if they were sued by Disney because this is straight up the Robin Williams genie. He, he, that was like a real like kind of gross bootleg <laughs> costume version of him. Like he's got a real strange blank face uh, <laughs> on him. The um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a but it's a good boss, like as, as far as a fight goes. Yeah. Um. World, uh, world four is, uh, our ice world, mm-hmm. um, kind of begins with a snow village where like people live up on these islands up in the clouds, uh, <laughs> in very cozy looking little, uh, cabins. I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if the scale is right here, then Robin is huge. Yeah. Which again, yeah. I like. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, this has kind of like one main platform that you're on, but it has these huge fissures in it, uh, yes. making it effectively multiple. Um, you know, multiple platforms, again, increasing the, uh, or I guess decreasing the amount of safe space that you have if you biff it. Yeah. And, and kind of one of the, one of the, the centerpieces of this, like something that you're going to use to get around to the major platforms is this house that's in the middle that's over a chasm. Um, uh, but the, the chasm, the, um, the house is very hard to land on exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you land on one of the sloping sides of it's like gamble roof, uh, you will fall. Yes. Uh, into a chasm. Um, the other kind of main centerpiece of this is this gigantic spiraling neon staircase thing. Yeah, I didn't understand that. One I didn't bit. know what it was. Supposed to be, yeah, I don't know what it's supposed to be referencing. It's pretty <laughs> like it, it's because um, it, the, the stairs are floating in space and they're translucent hmm. in a way that's like very appealing to me. Yeah. Um, it looks like a like a, a, a beautiful display rack at a JCPenney. Or something like that. <laughs> it's an adventure. Like it, it's just like this weird kind of retro plastics, like that that kind of fake clear plastic. Oh yeah, yeah. That uh, that I that I really like. Um, <laughs> that 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 fake clear plastic that was the old the, the old idea of what the future might be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 has it's an, a a kind of an aesthetically uh, nice looking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the enemies here are just kind of a grab bag. There's lots of crabs. 
which are, are <laughs> so, not like Christmas crabs. Snow crabs? Like snow yeah, crabs, nope. I think. <laughs> nope. I think they're just pretty much like regular crabs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're cute. I think they like the, the crabs and the frogs are my two favorite little dudes in this. Yeah. They're very, yeah. very cute. Like much more so than just like the, the pig cannons, which I want to die. And then the, uh, you know, array of bugs, <laughs> which are not particularly cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this brings us the second indoor level stage two of this. It's like the, the icy snow cave with the flooded sections. Mm. Um, I, I have this down as being more maze like than two, two, uh, that might not be the case because two, two is definitely more grid based than this one is. This one, however, has lots of dead ends that you can go does, down. Yeah. It does have lots of dead ends. Um, the thing I like about this one, um, is that, uh, you just kind of keep going down, 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 down. Like there are like huge falls in this mm-hmm. level. Um, like you end up taking elevators down until you get to the end where you eventually just do that gigantic drop. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of like, it gives me a little bit of that, just like feeling of intensity of scale, Mm -hmm. uh, that is part of the appeal of the game to me. Yes. Um, yeah. There's like, there, there's variety too. Like I, I like, be, I like being outside the shark tunnel and thinking, Hey, am I going to be in that shark tunnel? And then in five minutes, <laughs> Hey, I'm inside the shark tunnel. Yeah. That shark tunnel look like this is also visually just awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is also a really good looking level yeah. uh, for this game. And you fight lots of like, cute penguins. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. So like, like th- this style, like the, like what, what we're seeing here is a little bit of what I'm talking about when I'm like, man, it'll be cool when indie games or if, you know, it is cool when indie games go for the early PS one style, you know, like I like seeing that, you know, there, this, there, there's potential in this space. This is the, the, the aesthetic that I want from that yes. is this level of abstraction. I think that PS one looks really bad when it's trying to look realistic. Yes. Um, that's not an aesthetic I like, but this yeah. it's a little bit, we ran into this with like the LSD dream simulator a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Like this level of abstraction does look good. Yes. Um, you know, and, and like indie games that have been like, you know, the, the, they, they're extant that do this. Um, there's just not tons of them. Right. Not very stylish because you've seen how fucking pretty shoveling is. You can just, you know, like this is like some of this will look very cool and, and, and everything, but it doesn't look, it's hard for it to say, for me to say it looks as beautiful as like really, really good pixel art. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but this is a cool aesthetic. Mm-hmm. There's room. Um, there's definitely room to play in this. Yeah. No, but yeah, I did the affection for being underwater where it doesn't actually change my physics, <laughs> you know? Um, this uh this culminates after you get to kind of the bottom. It also is like the only world with kind of movement. Like you start in this ice village and then you you go through a snow cave that takes you underground underwater where you fight a giant turtle. Like this whole set of stages kind of feels like you're moving towards this this under underwater turtle yeah. critter. Um, which has not been the case. I mean a little bit in Egypt land. A little you know, bit. You go yeah, outside like and you go in a pyramid. But the the other ones, like not so much. Right, right. So a sense of progression and a sense of just like, oh, this this space fits somewhere in relation to the previous one. Yeah. yeah. I'm fighting a turtle at the center of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hope this doesn't end the world. Uh, it, it's, uh, yeah. it's like a big mecha turtle. It's like a, like a Blastoise kind of thing almost, except it crawls on all fours. Uh, its shell opens up to have the, kind of this huge artillery bay. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when you're at a, when you're at a distance, it shoots homing missiles, and when you you know are in mid distance or close, it starts spraying out bombs. Mm-hmm. And this one is the first one where staying on top of it ended up getting me killed. Yes, a couple times. Like that's ultimately how I beat him, uh, but I just ended up having more power ups using more power ups. Yeah. Um, but Blastoise is a good point of comparison. Like he reminds me most of Blastoise. Yeah, and that he's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I, I would I would like Blastoise to be strangled in his sleep, and that, that, that's not the same thing as wanting a Squirtle. 
strangled in his sleep. Just, uh, uh, you know, uh, eventually. Eventually that Squirtle's going to get strangled. That, that's it's like the Logan's run of, uh, <laughs> for Squirtles. Oh, oh, no, the cannons of my shell are glowing. <laughs> yep, I got to go. Um, oh, I'm just preparing my ultimate attack. Hydro Blast. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just say yeah, Blastoise is so gross. Yeah. I didn't like it because, you know, again, Mario Odyssey, this is the whole idea of there being stuff between the turtle and the turtle's shell. Mm-hmm. Just it makes me it's like the animal equivalent of having a splinter under your fingernail. Ugh. You know, it just looks like that to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't, you know, yeah. I just don't like it. I have no problem with turtles as a as a thing, you know. No, they're full of delicious treasure. Like they <laughs> Really good. Like you get rubies in there, you can get all kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, you know, I like I like turtles. Yeah. I just uh, you know, cartoon turtles are always sticking weird shit in their shell. Yeah, it just doesn't seem right. Like yeah, yeah it, it ought not be. Time was. Yeah. Time was. Yeah, time was a turtle would just be a turtle. Yeah. And you that know? was enough. We were fine. Yeah. We didn't ask for more. We're all happy with our, with our turtles now. <laughs> now you millennials want extra turtle extras. Yeah. The extras are inside. They're not, they're, they're not, uh, by messing with the form. Um, yeah. The, this guy's attacks kept me at a distance though. Like I, I, yeah. I tried once to do the bounce and I was like, nope, this is what I'm going to, I'm going to fight, you know, with my, with my special weapons. The, um, after you, after you take down this, uh, this turtle, uh, we moved to world, world five stage one. This is the first level that I died from running out of time. Hmm. Ever. Um, this is the city world. So big. Um, and stage one is huge. And like, really confusing to me yes uh the layout of this everything looks very similar yeah um and just and it's just that draw distance where it's like it's all just like kind of sets of buildings there would be landmarks i would i would know about like oh here's where the crane is but knowing where that was in relation to any of the other landmarks was not always easy mm-hmm. yeah so you end up like like most of the uh all the jet pods are on their own little islands so if you're having trouble finding one, you just have to like look for a string of platforms that are going off into the distance in a direction you haven't gone. Yeah. Um, but that draw distance, like the, the actual hunt becomes a becomes a problem here. Well, and just that like this is where enemies get tough. Yes. Like there are like little construction worker bots are fine. Um, the biggest thing is are those pig uh, cannons that shoot homing missiles. There's a string of them on this like highway off ramp that you go through that is just like such a pain mm-hmm. um anytime i went through that i would just like my health would start going down and this game doesn't do a great job of like letting you know which direction attacks came from no this is pre um, this is pre half-life um giving you the red arrow indicator yeah well i mean like doom did that really well Man, you know like there are earlier games that did this very well this game just because it doesn't exist in that shooter space or for any number of reasons doesn't really prioritize that so right. having attacks come from kind of off camera to hit you is a real big bummer Mm-hmm. you know and that's something like even you know games that come out now yeah can fuck that up like that's like that's a problem i have like i like the the game a lot but that's a problem i have with four answer like mm-hmm. four answer is not great at that either right um you know i, I feel like that's something that's a undervalued underappreciated place to put time in yeah. when you're making a game like i always want to know what hit me in from what direction yes so i can look oh. for them to come from that direction in the future yeah and and get revenge oh, yeah, you course. know and, and kill them so they can stop killing me yeah you know Best, um, this game does not do that. The best defense and such. Yeah. This yes. is also the stage where I like died most from falling as well, because mm. it introduces, you know, jumping to moving platforms over the void, you know. And some of those jumps are really big. Yes. So you have to make to kind of get to those little islands mm-hmm. where things are like it does. You know, it raises a lot of cosmological questions like, you know, the fact that there are 
just uh, people. They're almost as big as robots. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, they're uh, pe- people's unreal. Let's let's put that into like six or seven uh, layers of quotes because these are horrifying blanks. Is what they are. Well, because of the fidelity, though, I don't know if this is how people look on this world. Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> how do maybe they that, maybe that's, I don't know. Um, I guess they're not people because now they're like I, I pulled up an image here of them and they they instead of legs they have a jackhammer. Yeah. <laughs> So that that's probably not a human. So yeah, these are definitely uh, jackhammers. What developed strange human like polyps and centaurs? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're jackhammer centaurs. <laughs> like the top half is a human, the like the jacktar. Um, no. but this level is the first one I think is actually kind of hard. Um, yeah, yep. Um, the second stage it. It's a different district. It's the night district. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is a little bit more linear than the daytime one, but, um, you know, it still introduces more moving platforms and yes, like more turrets and pigs and stuff. So we are in full on, like you need to time your jump, not just for a platform, but in between the barrages of these pig. Yeah. These to pig dodge. Cans. Yeah. Um, the nice thing about this though, is it is very aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Like a city night zone looks really good. Yes. You know, that, that kind of like uh, city at night. Yeah, you know, looks looks very cool. Um, I like this level more than the last one, uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, while you know, still again being pretty tricky. Yeah. This is the first level where I was like, I'm not going to fight uh, anything. I'm just going to move as quick as possible and yes, put my health. Yeah. You know, Th- like this feels more focused than stage one of this. Like stage one felt like a big sprawling like scavenger hunt. This I felt like it was more. You know, when I when I found a jet pod, the next one was visible visible to me. That, that's so huge. Yeah. Like with with that draw distance and with the lack of a map or anything, you know. So in the most case, it is, and then the challenge becomes how do I get to that spot, not where the fuck is that spot. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a much more interesting challenge. Yeah. I think. I, I I hate looking for things. <laughs> <laughs> like and uh, you know a portion of this game is that but like yeah. there's just there's just a, a throttle you yeah. have to ride to make that work like yeah. that can be pleasurable but oftentimes uh it can go bad very easily yeah um pretty good though like you know like pretty pretty this level is cool um there are also there are platforms that are torches so that it has platforms that are dangerous kind of half the time yes and um, they have the time as well um and this is this is the last regular stage of the game Right. Um, There's one kind of like challenge stage in the final world. That's yeah. Know, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. But like the final the final the final world is mostly boss. Yes. Like this is this is uh, this is kind of where it ends as far as its normal stages. Um. So good good uh, good way to go out. I think yeah. as far as just at least like visually and 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 still fun to play. Yeah. Um. Moving on to uh to stage three. Yeah, the boss. I have it called here reconfiguring blocks, uh, but this could be more accurately uh, summarized. Hey, Andros is here. Yeah, yep. Andros showed up. This is <laughs> this is a bionicle. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm a bionicle. <laughs> uh, the uh, and he changes into a bunch of different forms. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's you know he's a, a connects creature and will kind of scatter apart into different things like the uh, the yellow devil. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, Mega Man, and then reform as various kinds of robots or just kind of geometric shapes that fight you. Yeah, um, he's yeah. it's it's really kind of weirdly disturbing when he's the robot. He can face both directions. Uh huh. Like he he does that thing where like his head just flips around and he starts walking backwards, but that's the <laughs> new forward. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a really weird looking box. I, I think he's supposed to be a building. Yeah. Particular. Like that thing Tom Hanks was trying to to shut down. Oh, bit. okay. Yeah. Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess I, I didn't read building into it. it first off, primo big reference. Second off, like the fact that the fact that every block, like I love that every block is textured with TV static. Mm. Um, like a, like a building, <laughs> like a building is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's hard to figure out what it is. It's fun to fight because you yeah. do have to adjust pretty rapidly. Yeah. When you yeah. when you were a kid, like I remember, uh, I, the the thing that Tom Hanks ultimately pitches in Big, like the Choose Your Own Adventure comics, yes. like that that seems neat. Um, it's a little doable. I would have played with those transformers that turn into buildings, though. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And the the dismissal that he has, where he's like, "No kids want to play with this," and I just remember being a little kid and being like, "I'm gonna play with that. <laughs> Give me a shot, man. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, put me in, coach. Yeah. Like yeah, I'll, I'll play with a transformer that turns into a building. What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah. Kids kids love buildings, man. Yeah. Oh, like just man, Lincoln logs. Come on, yeah. No, oh. <sighs> um, such a such a flawed movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, there's that the whole angle that's like extremely flawed. Yeah, um, <laughs> that, that one particular one. Yeah, that that one angle. But then there's uh, you know, yeah. even without that, it's still yeah, it's got some problems. Yeah, a, a lot um, of early Tom Hanks stuff does. He's a very charming man, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to the kind of the last set of levels here. The finale. Um, so, yes. yeah, it opens up. The Baron himself has decided to join the game, to join in the funds. They never underestimate the power of science. Uh, this is a very anti-science kind of a uh, kind of thing. Um, if it was <laughs> if, if it was a Facebook page, it would be the I fucking hate science. Yeah. As opposed to I fucking love science. It's the the, the uh, left behind tribulation forces. Yes. Of video games. <laughs> it's just very like, I, I don't know what they think science is. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And this, this science, so you're kind of on a space station. Can you start this how I read this? Like it's, a, it's just yeah. kind of a big set of floating geometric things. So I guess this is the last like level level, but it is. It's so it's different. Le- it's such a departure. It's, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel very much like the other levels, and it has no sense of place to it. It's just kind of video game geometry floating above the earth. Yes. You know, like the entire thing is like a like a big scaffold. Yes. Yeah, like a grid apparatus. There's no like proper platform except for some glowing ones that are in between. In between like the girders and stuff, like most of the platforming is landing on these incredibly narrow beams, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which would be fine like as a final kind of exam sort of thing. It ends up being a little bit of a bummer um, just because the enemy uh, placement during this mm-hmm. kind of confuses things. Yes. Like I feel like a, a little bit more of a focused level would be like, Okay, you know, let's do a level that you know the last the city was our combat challenge because mm-hmm. the introduced the most annoying enemies in the game and kind of annoying configurations. Let's test how good you are at platforming in this engine, right. and it kind of does that. But then you can be jumping and then just run into an enemy and barely you know miss your jump because you hit a a flying stingray yeah thing or something like that. It's kind of a bummer, a little bit. Not visually yeah. interesting either. It's kind of like, oh, I'm a, I'm above the planet. Nice. Yeah, kids. Scaffolding. <laughs> See, that's what they, that's what they should have done in big. Like yeah. these robots turn into scaffolding, and then yeah. Tom Hanks would have been right. Yeah, that's terrible. Like, why would I want to be a half done building? Come on. Yeah. Like, let me let me be an actual building. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a little boy. I want to be a big boy. Yeah. Um. So fine, but not my favorite thing in the world. No. No. Um. And then because it's a video game. Uh, the second stage has to be another boss fight where you fight the dark version of yourself. Your shadow self. This is that portion of the hero's journey. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where you fight Dark Link, like yes. every hero does. Yeah. <laughs> where every hero fights Dark Link. It's real weird. It's actually Dark Link. So, so yeah. it's a. Uh, that was the weirdest Dirk, Batman arc. Um, <laughs> Joseph Campbell uh, had some kind of Nostradamus like properties <laughs> uh, to him. Yeah. 
Um, so you're fighting against Dark Robert in the middle of this um, in the middle of this arena. So people are cheering. I don't know who these people are, or um, who they're cheering for. Right? Who? <laughs> um, but yeah, Dark Robot seems a little bit bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and his primary attack, aside from just kind of jumping at you, is to jump into the stands and just flood the stage with smaller Dark Robots. Yeah, he gives birth. Yeah, he's one of those. He's see this is this. Le- I don't like this, but it lends credence to your frog hypothesis because he might be one of those like baby back frogs. Oh, <laughs> baby! <laughs> you know, you mean a Suriname toad? Yeah, yeah. The baby back frog also works. I, I hate those <laughs> things. Baby back frog yeah. is very good. It's 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 um, they're the, the, the by far the worst frog, and <laughs> oh, is God, a real I looked serious, up a picture of it. I had to make sure. Real, I, yeah, go it's, ahead. It's a real contender in the worst animal awards. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, like just that's, but he, that's what he's doing is he's spawning a bunch of these little things and like rabbits are very cute. But if rabbits had their baby back rabbits, I don't want that baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> no, you know, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's real upsetting. If people know what we're talking about, we're talking about those toads that, uh, kind of like launch their tadpoles from holes in their back. Um, yeah. and if you're unsettled by the ideas of holes in flesh, then they are going to upset you. See also the incredibly long conversation we had about this back in the, uh, gosh, EVO. Uh, yeah, EVO. They were about to yeah, evolution. Yeah. Yeah. Evolution. evolution is a, is a very good David Duchovny movie. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> it is a David Duchovny movie that is beyond reproach. Yeah, I will not have you bad mouth evolution. I will not have you besmirch this Dan Aykroyd treasure. Yeah. Coming after biodome next. I'm not going to sit here and, and be still for that. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, it's the worst frog and possibly worst animal. Yeah. And this thing is more or less it other than just like making you fight the little ones. Um, it uh it kind of jumps in the stands. It will rush you. Mm-hmm. Like it has kind of a dash, um, but it doesn't do like versions of your attack, which kind of undermines the mirror mode. Yes, you know, or dark dark self version. Like you you want to be fighting against something with your move set mm-hmm. in those those situations, and that's not really what happens here. No, no. And this gives way uh, to a different kind of arena for the fight against Baron Aloha himself, who yeah. uh, has kind of like like Saren from Mass Effect, like he has you know mechanical parts built into him. Uh, mm. You fight him in a wrestling ring. Yeah. He's cute. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. He's, he's a, he's a big, like, you know, rock'em sock'em robot scientist <laughs> guy. Yeah. And he does have a lot of attacks that are kind of similar to yours, like different kinds of missiles and, and fireworks he shoots. Yeah. Uh, but mostly like he, he just moves around in seemingly random patterns. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be an awful lot of like thought put into his placement. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. It just, you know, that, yeah, he's not super tough. Like it, it's, I expected it to be tougher. Yeah. Um, he has a lot of HP, mm-hmm. so you have to, you have to play for a long time, but since he shoots things that are just kind of tracked horizontally, you can almost always jump over them, jump onto his head and get some shots yeah. there. Um, and the, the missiles, you know, stay low to the ground. He has these plasma beams. So you have to jump a little bit higher over, but he doesn't have anything that again, that's like that vertical slash. Right. So, yeah. And that's half the game. Yeah. Because when you get this, you know, Baron says, ha ha, the game has just started. And then he flies away and a moo comes down and says, you ain't done yet. Dabba dooba do. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Give me that Satuan sauce. <laughs> the, uh, um, and there's a wuzzle, wuzzle. Wuzzle, wuzzle. Um, so then there's that remix version of the game. Yes. Uh, to get the true ending. It's very similar to this version like it's harder because you don't know where anything is but it's not that much harder it's the same geometry uh they just put the the pickers in different spots 
Yeah, including you know the the critical pickups. Mm-hmm. So it, it it does you know it is a little bit trickier, but it's not that tricky. Right. Yeah, and that's um, that's pretty much it. Like the the real ending is not much more satisfying than the fake one. Like, as long as science exists in this world, I'll be back. Also, <laughs> have you have you read about GMOs? Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and that, that's pretty much it. If you if you beat it without using a continue, you get super mode, which gives you that sextuple jump, as yes. we mentioned. Um, and you can play it again for higher scores, things like that. Yes. Um, and that's kind of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this worked very well as a game. Like, I did not go back and do remix mode or very much of remix mode. Uh-huh. I played it, played a bit of it. I did not do very much of super mode. I did a little bit of it. Um, using a a, a save on the computer. Yeah. Where it was locked. Um. It is uh, the kind of game that I really, really enjoyed because of that limited scope. Mm-hmm. So sitting down to play it in a couple sessions, you know, it's an hour and a half, two hours long. It's very, very short. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. Like, I was just like, oh, this is like charming and fun. I, hey, let's play this for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It felt real good. Um, I'm not the the audience for the, like, keep trying to get better scores. No. Um, I'm sure that audience exists, though. And but, for them, like, you should give this a shot because yeah. you probably don't know about it. Well, but it's but it's great because it works for both of those both of those kinds of people. Yes. You know, like yes. I I couldn't care less about a score, but like it is it's a super fun world to move around. They like they they kind of nailed it in a lot of ways, excepting the motion sickness stuff, which again makes no sense to hold against them because that's kind of a it, thing of the time. It's it's funny because like playing this uh, or talking about this like right after I beat Odyssey, like Odyssey does the same thing, which is very good, which mm-hmm. is like let the player feel satisfied opting out at a part that's before completionism yes and have it be like here's the ending it's halfway through the game actually and if you want to tap out you know metal gear solid 5 does it too yes you know like i i'm i'm gonna tap out mm-hmm. you know and like i don't want to do these remixes yeah. um and if you're the kind of player where you're fine with that mm-hmm. um it's an unqualified recommendation if you're yeah. a completionist and you have to get through it this still will take you three hours to do everything. <laughs> right. So it's like, it's still yeah. pretty easy to recommend. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's, you know, there, there might've been like some reservations back when this was like a $70 game or whatever, but like totally. you're, getting, you're getting this for $6. I was into this enough that like, I didn't do too much of the remix mode, but I was like, I'm going to fire up jumping flash two and see how it's different. And it's like, Oh, this is just more of the same fun stuff, except it looks and moves better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, the, it, it's, it's, I'm glad that you brought up the, um, you know, when this was a $70 game, because we typically don't truck in the kind of money for value thing right. at all. Um, but here I think it does, does matter because this is so slight. Right. You know, so at the time, like that would be, would be a big deal. And like patience cures all those things. Yes. You know, um, but it is, uh, I could see being pretty bummed out about it if I got this in 1995 when like, I was 15 or before I had my own income. Like I, the number of games I got was very limited. Mm-hmm. I could yeah. see being kind of devastated. <laughs> by this. Like, it's like, oh God. It was very fun. And just being like, man, you know, two years, final fantasy seven is going to come out and I'm going to put 80 hours into that. Like, right. you know, that, that the context in which it was released, it, I guess this is a way, a way of saying that it is a better game now almost than when it was released. Yes. Like um, it's, it's a little less impressive, um, you know, uh, holistically, but if you can, if you're somebody who can appreciate context uh, of kind of game history and game development, uh, you know, kind of trends and things like that, mm-hmm. um, you'll find a lot to admire in kind of a museum quality. Yeah. Also, it ends up being five dollars for about an hour and a half of really fun play that you can go back to whenever you want, which is about, yeah. you know, good. That's good value. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And we've made this point several times before, but like it's worth repeating. It's 1995 and they made something that feels good to play. We bag on this era of games so much. Even the best, even the best examples of it still end up being like, yeah, it was like a, this really awkward kind of teen period for games. Um, that like, but it didn't have to be like, this was here and playable and good, you know, even, yeah. even 23 years later. Right. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, you know, because like the the best examples of that are the ones you tend to remember other than this. So like right. people, you know, Tomb Raider controlled really well mm-hmm. for, for for the time it came out after you kind of get used to it. Um, and that game is, you know, that's that's one of those games where, where on the cover of the Guinness Book of Gaming Records, there's probably a picture of Laura Croft. <laughs> the, uh, you know, but uh, or if you look at something like um, of this era, like Resident Evil, which takes those limitations and uses them. Right. That's another kind of angle. This just kind of surpasses the the expectation or the expe- surpasses the limitation mm-hmm. uh, in a way. And it just ends up being kind of something that's neat. And I'm glad to talk about it more. Yeah. Because, you know, again, I'd never hear anyone talk about Jumping Flash. Not at all. I would also like a Jumping Flash uh, plush. Oh, of course. Like he's a real cutie. And I think that would be a fun little, you know, just... put this guy in PlayStation All-Stars or something like bring this guy back. Yeah. Except let me change the color of his eyes. Uh, yeah. I, like, I don't like it when, when regular rabbits just have red eyes either. Like, there's something about the red eyes that really bugs me out. Mm. Yeah. I always assume they're closet baniculas. Mm, and yeah. then I'm, I'm on board with them because I leave a little can of tomato juice out. Well, yeah. Baniculas wrap around to the, to, to the other side. Yeah. They're so, so, so scary. They're cute. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But when you, when you were that, they scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm way into this guy. And also cool. Once you own something, you can change the color of its eyes whenever you want. I suppose. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't do it cause I love roars, but if I wanted to, like I could change the color of his eyes, you know, <laughs> with little kitty contacts. Like, what are you talking hey, about? Any number of things like contacts, dyes, paints, like, again, I'm not going to do it. That's monstrous, <laughs> right? but it, you can, right. You know, okay. So, you know, I, I, I and actually that would be, it's not like there are laws against <laughs> putting paint in your cat's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't communist china i made myself feel bad with that joke. <laughs> for, for even entertaining the idea of mutilating your cat yeah. yeah like even and it wouldn't even be in a deadly way it would just like inconvenience him it would probably clean itself out but i made myself feel pretty bad yeah so i hope i'm happy <laughs> but you're not you know <laughs> yeah that. i'm not i'm super not yeah. but the uh yeah. hey buddy you okay daddy yeah. didn't mean it i didn't mean it buddy i'm not gonna paint your eyes <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There, 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 there's nothing. I did a search for jumping flash plush and there's nothing. So. Ah, bummer. Oh, well. No. Cool. Um, yeah, this is good. Everyone should buy it and play it. Good fun game. Um, what are we doing next week? Ne- next, we continue next me- week. Me- next week. Uh, text next week. Uh, we are doing Armored Core 4 for answer. Yeah. Yeah. This is, um, the, I think like, this is the one that Mitch requested specifically as part of his Patreon, uh, you know, uh, reward for this. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy to have played it. It is an interesting, interesting game. Me too. Like it, it doesn't. Uh, I was kind of half. This is my first armored core, and yours as well, I think. Yes. Uh, and that I was like, like a demo. I was, I was half high expecting, like, I was just like, oh, this is. I'm gonna go like super deep on the series. I may or may not. 
Like, I like this game a lot. Mm-hmm. My understanding is the earlier ones, like, uh, the, the way Mitch compared it, is like, Four Answer is like Bloodborne, and the earlier ones are like Kingsfield. Yeah. And I would definitely want to try one of the early ones and see if that, you know, if that grabs me. Yeah. Like, this was, this was something that I enjoyed every moment of, but I'm probably happy to leave it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like this seems like um, the, the example that would have appealed to me the most and yeah. everything else would feel like it was working backward. Yes. And, yeah. I, and my, I said every moment. I didn't enjoy every moment, but like yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. It does a lot of neat stuff. And it's like I like to see a uh, as as the uh, Dark Souls guys, like I like to see FromSoft's uh, propensity for um, obliqueness mm-hmm. expressed in a totally different way. Yeah. It feels so much like a FromSoft game. But in a way that like like it totally different than how Dark Souls does. Like right. it is it feels very from soft. It's very esoteric, but not in the same way at all. Right. You know, and that's what's interesting. It's like the, the level of esotericity is uh, is consistent across the titles two series, but not um, not the methods. Right. And examining those methods and being put in that place again of like, oh, like I'm I'm really lost and I really expect video games to tell me what they are mm-hmm. um, and having it not do that was fun. It was a very good that, feeling to because yeah. we just don't get it that often. Yeah, being in that deep end again is is rare. Yeah, it's 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 part of what I recommend people who, uh, who were you know real into bonfire side chat who love souls and everything and are still kind of looking for that that dopamine squirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, give it a shot because yeah. it was a, a different way to kind of get at that same kind of fresh feeling that you know I just don't think I'm going to get from the surge, right? You know, and definitely didn't get from Neo. You know, people. Kind of, kind of want these uh, reiterations to kind of capture that first feeling. Like, but if that first feeling is about unfamiliarity, you should be reaching for unfamiliar things. Yes. And this is what that felt like. Yes. Um, I wish it was more convenient to get and play. Like, you have to get a physical copy for the 360 or the PS3. Um, yeah. There are people in our Slack who have, you know, decided to order it and pick it up. Uh, and I haven't seen anybody, like, loudly regret it. Uh, I, I recommend it because, you know, it it is one of those things that, like, for me, it was a missing link in the From Soft Souls kind of chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're on the verge of good PS3 emulation. Yeah, true. As is. Like, it's, um you know, people have emulated a pretty playable Demon Souls now. Hmm. So you have to have a nice computer to do it, but you can do it. So, yeah, this uh, this will become available, not to encourage piracy over actually buying the game. Right. Just kind of writ large, but, like. You know, I would the number one choice would be to have this on a digital service. If that can't happen, yeah, uh, you know, make this emulatable so more people can play it. Yep, because good games should be accessible. Indeed. Um, after that, we're doing Titanfall Two, mm-hmm. the game about the Titans. Or <laughs> um, remember whether, the Titanfall, yep, and whether or not you should forget them. Yeah, forget them. Remember them. Yeah. Rudy Three, remember the Titans too. <laughs> Titanfall Two. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Titanfall 2 it's a you know it's a modern game uh, you know came out in 2016 I think uh, mm-hmm. pretty much right alongside uh, Dishonored 2 which is a, like that'll be a strange comparison because yeah boy there are some direct parallels and I have no idea if they were exchanging notes um, the, the, um <laughs> yeah it is uh because the the reason why Titanfall 2 kept coming up was that, like in the best levels of that year uh-huh that discussion which like that's such a good year for levels oh yeah <laughs> like 2617 has been a great year for games. Uh-huh. Not a, not that it's a great year for levels. Right. Like it's 2016. 2016 was incredible for levels. Yeah. Um, and there are the same way similar with Dishonored 2. There are two like marquee levels in Titanfall 2 that are just like, mm, mm-hmm. you know, like extremely good levels. Yeah. Um, and in all in all, it is a, a great uh, exploration of contrasting kinesthetics. Yes. You know, of uh, the joy of movement and the weight and uh, kind of consequence of movement. 
Yeah. And going back and forth between those two things is very, very fun. Yeah. Like, game. you know, so in this one, you play as the mech in armored core. You might as well be playing as the mech because there's no yes. sense of like, you're a person inside this, like Titanfall two, you get to experience both. You get to experience yeah. being a dude and being inside this gigantic war machine. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those games too, that like, and we'll, we'll talk about it at length, obviously, but like, it is so close to being like an absolute, like smash hit contender for me. If like the narrative was good at all. <laughs> right. I, I hate the story. I hate all the characters in that game. I think right. it's all boring and, and garbage. Yeah. And it just, it's just like, man, there's no context for what I'm doing. That feels cool. You know, even this like really awesome gimmick level, like it doesn't, I don't care about the consequences of any of this. Like, yeah. Um, it, it didn't ruin it for me, but it took it from something that was felt like has all of the hallmarks of an A plus game mm-hmm. and turned it into a B plus game because I there's just not anything to grab onto. Yeah, you know, with my emotionally. But I, so that'll make it a little bit unsatisfying to talk about. But I would not hesitate to encourage people to pick it up and play it because it's oh, yeah, one yeah. of the best feeling games I yes, would. Yes. Uh, I, I've played in a very long time. Absolutely incredible kinesthetics. Yeah, like and the uh, I've talked to uh, Will um played a lot of the multiplayer and says that it's it's phenomenal so if like you are the kind of person who wants to go online and brag um you will you know you'll get tremendous value of it yeah out of it because like the seven hour campaign or what have you uh, goes down like butter is incredibly fun uh feels really really good and then you ha- get to play with those those characters and that feeling um online yeah uh to kill strangers on psn um and that would also feel good I plan to do a little bit of that when it gets closer. Um, yeah, I, I might. I just, I just know that it's like, I'm going to get like, it's an established player base, man. Yeah. Like I just, I can't go on there. They're going to kill me and I'm going to be sitting in a lobby and yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do it for, for an hour. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we have stuff planned for next month. Stay tuned for the responses episode. Uh, uh, no, this, yeah, we, we, we could say that, man, we were dedicating so much time to this. Uh, March is a, another big month for us. Uh, yes. we're going to be doing the Witcher three hearts of stone. Yes. Um, we're going to do, um, the winner of our, uh, shooter poll, which feels pretty safe to say it's going to be Ikaruga. Uh, it, yes. like we're recording this before that poll ends. This is coming out after that poll ends, but, um, you know, shoot them up kind of game. One of those, we're going to play them. Yes. Um, check that out. And then, uh, Breath of the Wild. Yes. Uh, over two episodes, which may end up being shorter than you think, because mm-hmm. as we mentioned before, we're not going to literally say, well, and now in, you know, in shrine 23, a, um, <laughs> it is a magnesis puzzle in which you move a ball from one side of a distant platform to the other. And then, you know, it's not going to be that kind of thing. No. So lots of generalities that will be incredibly weighty and deep. Yes. Um, Yeah. And that was also a uh, produced episode. Yes. We're going to have our guest on, John Hurst, who you might remember from uh, the Bonfire Side Chat for a well season. Yeah. Um, and then that month is when we were announced what's the <laughs> Yep. So that's what I was If, going if you were going to call in about elder care, you're too late. Yes, you're too late. Um, yeah, looking forward to all that. We have a lot of stuff planned for the rest of the year that's all very good. Um, we can also announce uh, at this point our second live show. Yes, we should do year. that. Um yeah. Midwest we're Gaming Classic, back, we're coming baby. back. Yep. Uh, we are coming back. Um, the uh, We had a real good time when we went there. Like, we're trying to diversify locations um, and do more of them at the same time. Also, though, we have Patreon funds to do two of these a year. Uh-huh. Um, and this one was really fun, and it is uh, far enough away from Portland. You know, yes. so East Coast, we hear you. 
Like, um, you know, someday we will make it out closer to the East Coast. Mm -hmm. South, we hear you. Like, someday we'll make it closer to then. Mm -hmm. Uh, That day is not this day. No. Uh, So this year, and we will be, uh, once again, similar to Portland, we'll be sharing a table with our friends, the Retronauts. Um, So come out, out, say hi to them. Say hi to us. And uh, for that live episode, if you are able to make it. um, So we'll do a meetup and all that jazz, of course. Um, But what we're going to be talking about is Donkey Kong 94. Yes, the Game Boy Donkey Kong with all those crazy puzzle levels. The best Donkey Kong game by a lot. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, by, by you know, maybe an order of magnitude. Yeah. Like, it is it is a, such a good game. Yeah. Uh, re- really, really big contender for best Game Boy game, I think. Yeah. Um, we wanted to do this one for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that is in, uh, it's at the Wisconsin Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, mm-hmm. from Friday, April 19th, or April 13th to Saturday, April 14th. Oh, wait, yes. no, no, uh, th- through the Sunday. So the weekend yes. of Friday, April the 13th. There we go. Yep. And we'll be there the whole time. Um, like I said, we'll have a meetup or something like that. Again, we'll we'll do that with the Retronauts yep. boys. Um, and come uh, come out and say hi if you're anywhere in the, uh, the Midwest. Please there. do. Um, it was very fun last year. It'll be very fun this year. Yeah. I'm going to try uh, this year if I'm, if my body feels up for it, drinking a little bit because it's, it's a real <laughs> drunken convention. We talked about that during, uh, that might change you know, because it's not in that hotel anymore. Oh, but you can drink anywhere. Cool. Okay. Like yeah. when, once you own a drink, you can do it wherever you want. Like yeah. it's like a cat, um, the, the <laughs> or, or, or a plush. Um, if it, if it's that hotel or if it's that kind of vibe, I might, you know, as opposed to being like stuck up Gary, who's looking at this and being like, it's real weird. that I'm at this convention. Everyone's drunk. Like, you know, join the party. Like where where this where the music come from? Or you can do like I did and have like a drink or two, you know? Yeah, yeah we'll see. The yeah, last time we were next to the, that other uh, podcast, uh, who were very nice guys, but we're also drinking like gin and Mountain Dew. Oh, like first so thing I, in the morning. Um, yeah, I, we'll see if I. I don't know if I'll go quite that far. Uh, I'm an old man, but uh, I, I might do a little bit a uh, little bit more than last time. So yeah. Yeah, um, we can only go get drunk in these public places because you are so generous on Patreon. <laughs> yep. So if you want to see me get drunk in increasingly <laughs> exotic locations like Wisconsin, um, you can uh, patronize us. You can also this is a good uh, pitch for that because you get to you can dictate months, yeah, uh, theme months like Mitch did, or you can uh, guest and dictate episodes like John did. Yeah. Um, those are all things you can do uh, if you donate on patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Yep. All kinds of uh, reward tiers you can choose from. Um, one of them includes thanks, you, you know, where you can get a thanks on an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we're going to do that right now. I'm going to say thank you to Alex Baker. Yeah. I will say this to I'll say thank you to uh, to Darren Sampson. Uh, Darren Sampson is somebody who I interact with on, on Twitter uh, from from time to time. Thank yeah. you, Darren. Um, Sean Swire. That's a great name. Uh, thank you, Sean. Got that alliteration going for you. Yeah. Uh, yep. Jared Nall. Mm-hmm. Also somebody who I, I've, I, I've interacted with before and yeah. is very nice dude. Mm-hmm. And finally, Max Cohen. Thank you, Max. Yeah. See him on Facebook. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. We really do appreciate it. Uh, makes a makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're unable to patronize us, um, you can also rate and review us. Tell your friends. Things like that are all very helpful. Um, we have big things planned this year, and I'm looking forward to all of it. And uh, thanks for sticking with us, and uh, thanks for sticking with us in the future. Yeah. So um, I think that that is just about it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. So uh, in, until next time, who is Lash Dog? Who is Robe Frog Dog? Robe Frog Dog. I looked at a model of the Jumping Flash thing, and I don't think it's very frog-like. Mm. 
I still I still respect you and care about you as a person in your personhood. I want you to retain all your rights and privileges that you have now, but I don't think it looks anything like a frog. It looks very frog-like to me. I those legs are very thin. Like I associate frog legs with being like meaty. Uh-huh. You know? Like they don't I, to 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 your credit, they don't look like rabbit legs to me either. Right, right. But they don't look they look like robot legs. Yeah. So. It just it, it it looks froggy to me. Everything looks froggy to you. You love frogs. <laughs> oh. I mean, uh, here like, comes Dak Cole. He loves frogs. Yeah, it, like liking frogs <laughs> is a little uh, that's a little froth these days. But you're right. I do like frogs. Oh, here's a plushie. Here's a plushie of one of those moos. Come on. The moos are OK. Yeah, they're but okay. I, really, I really want them. He looks, he looks real concerned, though, is the thing. So uh, I, I appreciate I'll, that. I'll, I'll send you a picture of it. It's a very concerned moo. You liked uh, frogs before they became became sex monsters. Right, so, like, right. It is. Yeah. Now, look at that. Look at what I just sent you. I got a full slack to that. Hang on a second. That's right, everybody. This is the kind of garbage we do when we're not. Oh, that's actually very cute. Why is he so sad? Twitter, some guy uh, on Reddit, somebody posted this guy on Reddit who just signed a contract with his wife about the purchase of Funko Pops. Um, James shall be allowed $30 per week for purchasing a Funko Pops monthly. James shall not spend more than the amount in the weeks of month multiplied by the $30 limit. See Monday monthly schedule below. Funds to replenish on Fridays are determined based on the amount of Fridays within the month. If James breaks the maximum allowance per month, James will lose that amount in the following month. For instance, if James <laughs> spends $150 in August with a maximum allowance of $120, he will lose $30 for September. <laughs> this weekly gift limit will include the following. Gifts for others, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con, Boston Comic-Con, a bunch of Comic-Cons. Um, Amanda buying any pops at all. Okay. Uh, special circumstances. If James sells any of his current possessions, pops, WWE figurines, pops. movies, games, etc., this money can be used to fund an emergency pop fund account <laughs> and spend as he pleases. If James buys pops for anyone else, that money will not be counted towards his weekly allowance. If he gets cash from the recipient, this will simply go into his regular money account. If he receives pops in return from Nick, they will be taken off his weekly purchase amount due to non-transfer of money. Stop Unused calling pop. them pops. <laughs> Unused pop. The exclamation point is there most times too. Unused <laughs> pop money within a month will go into James' emergency pop fund. Signing below, the two parties involved agree to the stipulation of Funko Pop purchasing. This will be reevaluated every July as needed. Signed, uh, <laughs> James Boyes uh, and Amanda Boyes' uh, concerned wife. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's the weirdest divorce paperwork I've ever heard of. Oh, yeah, like a future divorce, like exhibit, exhibit yeah. C, and divorce. I've, I've never, I've never seen like a like a nascent or fledgling divorce paper. Like, is, is this before it bolts? It's a baby divorce. Like, divorces <laughs> begin at conception. Cool. They actually begin at marriage. <laughs> um, 